Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 29 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. Today's guest is Amber Henriques of Ad Social. She's a fellow Aussie, albeit on the other side of the country in Perth, Western Australia, but she builds some seriously sophisticated chatbots. She is a many chat power user who transforms tired digital marketing campaigns into scroll stopping interactive experiences. And we touch on those in this chat, including how she's using gamification and augmented reality to drive success in her chatbots for her clients. If you're looking for the cool factor, and I'm using inverted commas, even though it's an audio version of the podcast, if you're looking for the cool factor in chatbots, Amber is the coolest kid on the block, and you're going to love this chat. Here it is. Hi, Amber. Welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Hey, Dan. Thank you for inviting me along. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you, and it's great to... Um, uh, hear a familiar voice. Nothing against my uh, our international guests, of course, but it's always nice to um, f- uh, hear a voice of a fellow Aussie, even though sometimes it feels like you are a world away in the um, current environment on the other side of the country. Um, but it's lovely to hear some other people that are in um, the great country of Australia doing some amazing things um, in chatbots, which I'm looking forward to getting involved in, uh, sorry, in in, um, in chatting about. Um, but can you give us a little bit of a rundown as to um, where you've got to where you are now and um, creating ad social and, and, you know, being a real expert in this space? Yeah, sure. So, uh, hi, everyone. Thank you for uh, joining Dan and I today. Uh, so, my name is Amber and I am the director of a West Australian uh, boutique agency, which is called Ad Social. Uh, I started Ad Social in 2015. I actually started it because I uh, wanted to have a little bit more of a work-life balance and I uh, was sick of wasting my time commuting to an office when I could be using that time to be productive and uh, and then later spend some time with uh, with my kids, which um which ended up uh, I guess being the natural way that my uh, career has just formed. Uh, so um uh, yes, yeah, so uh, Ad Social started as a traditional social media marketing agency uh, specializing in uh, paid performance. We also did a lot of content marketing in the early days, which for those uh, generalist marketers out there, you will probably appreciate how painful that <laughs> is. It's incredibly time consuming and uh, people just don't really want to pay for that service. Uh, not, not to the degree with uh, how many hours you spend collating content and getting graphics together and copy, etc. So uh, I was looking for different ways to, <clears throat> excuse me, I was looking for different ways to elevate the ad social service offering. Uh, and I connected with uh, a fellow ManyChat bot builder. Uh, his name was Brian, who was based over in South Africa. Uh, and he had said to me, have you ever seen a chatbot before and showed me how they worked in with paid advertising and it just blew my brain. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, this is back in late 2018. So I actually flew Brian over from South Africa and brought him to Perth, Western Australia, where together we pitched to uh, do chatbots for uh, a fitness franchise uh, that is based in WA. Now, we ended up winning that contract. And as soon as we started using chatbots for paid advertising, we were just mind blown by the results. You know, we literally uh, slashed the cost per lead in half. Uh, Plus, we were also building up a remarketing database that uh, at that time, you were able to use tags to be able to send broadcast uh, messages out. Uh, the rules have now since changed. But in the early days, we were able to leverage a lot of the really cool features uh, without as much compliance mm-hmm. as there is now. Uh, so I knew from that moment on that that was really the direction that I needed to focus uh, with AdSocial to, uh, to give us a point of difference in the marketplace. Yeah, wow. Well, what was the, I always ask this question to people uh, and guests around what was it that stood out for you in chatbots compared to other, like why chatbots compared to everything else that you were doing? Was there something in particular that really appealed to you, whether it be from a business or whether it just be personally as well? Yeah, oh, look, absolutely. So what um, appealed to me or how I even actually explain it to prospects is typically when you are advertising on social media, the go-to uh, objectives are normally a lead form, which is a pre-populated form that uh, Facebook pulls the user's account data and the user simply taps once to be able to submit their contact details. Incredibly effective advertising, however, also the most expensive ad objective that is available on social media. Now, the alternative for people who uh, perhaps have lower budgets or um, are more comfortable using traditional forms of uh, marketing processes, they might do a, a click for engagement or a click to website ad, which are the cheaper ad objectives. But they're driving people through to a landing page. Now, as uh, we all know, when a user clicks on a website, the data isn't already pre-populated. So they need to manually enter in their name, their telephone number, their email address, and there's a significant amount of drop-off. So what I loved about using a chatbot and driving traffic through to the chatbot was even if they did drop off, we'd still subscribe them to our our database, our direct message database. And with that came a lot of other power. We were able to send unlimited follow-up messages for the next 24 hours, which is something you just don't get with any other advertising objective on social media. You know, if, if somebody goes through to a landing page and they drop off, you need to pay again to be able to send them another message and hope that they see it within their newsfeed. Whereas using the click to message, you can have an automation. So you don't even need to have a human sitting behind there manually typing Mm. and and trying to re-engage with a prospect. It's all done uh, autonomously. So that just blew my mind and I really felt that that was a game changer. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting and a great point. I think that a lot of people... Uh, miss is that ability to uh, to be able to um, go 
go back and continue that conversation for free um, for starters, which is always nice, um, but being able to automate that as well. And it does open up that conversation that seems to happen a lot more naturally in chatbots. And I think, you know, all the other, a lot of the other guests have um, had similar answers, not only from a business perspective, but also it just is something that they feel better about when they're trying to market to potential prospects because uh, it is something that they can have that conversation back and forth to actually find out a little bit more about the customer to be able to deliver better service. There's not too many businesses out there that um, nowadays anyway that have been successful that don't really care about their customers. At the end of the day, we all want to give um, our customers that better experience. And so you've built from that and you've got uh, from the fitness chain, now you've you know, you've been uh, in that from, when was it, 2018, did you say? Yeah, correct. So late 2018 is when we first started dabbling with chatbots. Yeah. Uh, and by 2019, actually, I uh, flew over to Sydney to meet Mikel Yang, who is the CEO and uh, co-founder of ManyChat. He was doing a whirlwind tour around uh, around the globe, meeting with some of his uh, users to try and build out the platform to really service what we needed as marketers. So that was uh, another little career highlight, which really also, um, I guess, enforced my relationship with the company because he was just... Uh, such a phenomenal human being, you know, he's CEO of one of the biggest companies uh, in the world. In fact, number one in the chat marketing space. Mm. And he greeted me with a hug and <laughs> sat down and we shared dinner together and a laugh together. It was the most bizarre yet refreshing uh, business dinner I've ever had. It was just so natural and so human. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think um, for people that have listened to the podcast before, we had Mike on in episode seven and I think 23 it was as well. And he comes across like that and, and he truly does care for, for his users and he's always listening and always learning. So um, it may be rare for a CEO to do that, but it sounds a lot like, it sounds very Mike. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to have that one-on-one -on -one catch up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, from there, obviously, you know, you're a, you're a many chat, um, fangirl, like, uh, like we all are. Um, and you've started building some really sophisticated chatbots out there. So how do you grow, um, you know, that service, particularly can I ask how, how you kind of balanced it with the other services that you offered? Um, in the business? Like how do you uh, choose um, and sell these to clients and, and how do you, do you use it to enhance it? Do you, um, yeah, can, you, can, you, can we explore that a little bit um, and, you know, how it became part of the business that you now offer at AdSocial? Yeah, sure. So we had uh, great success with the fitness franchise. So what we then did was use all of the data and the performance metrics from that to be able to encourage other businesses and brands to give it a go. Uh, and once they did try, they were just so impressed with the results that they were able to continue on with the chat marketing. We also found that there was a little bit of a shift uh, when COVID hit with with a lot of uh, our clients. So traditionally, we had always done 
management, marketing management contracts, which were always on a 12-month retainer. And there was a lot of reluctance for businesses to enter into a 12-month retainer when there's lockdowns that are popping up all the time and business for them had completely changed. So I needed to really take a step back and think what is more important? Is it pushing chatbots out into the marketplace uh, to try and get people more comfortable and more familiar with them? Or is it trying to hold on and get people committed to a 12-month retainer? So I ended up eliminating the the retainer uh, component and I actually started looking for uh, businesses and brands that were interested in doing unique campaigns. So uh, it was easier to push something that was innovative and futuristic when it was a short-term solution rather than saying, I think you need to change your entire marketing concept and this is what you need to be doing for the next 12 months. So that's how we started integrating. And the more use cases we got, the more we were able to then sell that to other businesses and brands who were also looking for something that was a bit fresh. You know, I think social media these days can become so stale and it's an image or a video and a click now button and go to a website. There's nothing that's really popping and interactive. And I think that that's where the gold is really is that interactive experience. Yeah. Well, um, you've certainly built on that and, and that's amazing that, you know, you're out to help those businesses that have no doubt had a, uh, a pretty interesting last 18 months to two years or so. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of those people that you help with and and perhaps touch on, um, we were chatting before we recorded here around uh, the local government um, that you helped out with, with chat marketing and automation. And when I think government, I don't tend to think um, uh, new, um, advanced uh, sort of technology um, that is is uh, cutting edge, so to speak. Um, no offence to some of the governments out there, but sometimes it's just not something that we're used to seeing from some of them. So uh, can, can you talk about that a little bit and, and, you know, how your experience with working with them and how you can help them? Yeah, sure. Look, and you really have hit the nail on the head because you're right. In terms of using chatbots for uh, communication and customer support and, you know, elevating efficiencies, there's certainly been a lot of reluctance <laughs> from all of the local governments that I have uh, tried to contact. Yeah, yeah. However, using the technology for uh, an interactive experience, they might have a festival that's on and they want to have a digital guide Um or in the the use case that you're referring to, we actually connected with the tourism section within the local government. And they were looking for an interactive way that could encourage people to come to to their area, to their region, which is a food and wine region. Uh, So what uh, I ended up proposing was that we would digitise one of their paper trails that they had. So this particular paper trail was targeting families and it was a car rally. So we did a social media campaign, which was promoted on Facebook. We drove people through into Messenger. So they were able to build up a database that was then segmented to families so that when they have future family events, they can remarket to that particular segment. Now, when they would come into the chatbot 
uh, they would register via an email. We'd also ask how many people were in their family so we could collect all of that data and be able to evidence the amount of individuals we were able to bring into the region. They also received an email which had a plan your day, uh, what to pack, uh, etc. And then they had a little button that they had to tap when they were ready to start their journey. Now, when they started their journey, that button actually synced in with Google Maps. So it picked awesome. up their original point of location and it would guide them towards where they could find the first clue. And when they would go to the first clue, there was a branded selfie frame that was also embedded within the chatbot so that we could try and use the opportunity to stir some user content, which uh, worked fabulously. Now, throughout the day, they would be able to journey from location to location. They would collect mystery letters to be able to solve uh, a mystery puzzle or a, a riddle by the end of the day. We also used some uh, dynamic overlays as well. So we were able to pull the family's last name from their Facebook profile and congratulate them. So, for example, congratulations, Henrique's family. Mm -hmm. uh, you have completed this journey. It was, it was super cool, Dan. That is um, so cool. You know, even to the point where we had instructions on how they could connect their chatbot into their car stereo so that they didn't have to look at their mobile phones while driving oh, from yes. point to point, <laughs> that the awesome. directions would just play over their radio. It was super sophisticated and just such a great use case for us to be able to try and um, gamify other experiences with within tourism. Yeah, that's such a cool example. And, um, and just, uh, by the way, for the listeners outside of the country, when we're talking about car rally, it is kind of like a, um, a treasure hunt type thing in Australia. I'm not sure if a car rally means different things in <laughs> other parts of the world, but I know when we say car rally, some people can look at us a bit strange, but a car rally is like you say, a awesome little treasure hunt around and using the different, um, landmarks, which is, such an awesome um, way to be able to drive people um, both physically but also um, virtually uh, to different landmarks that also they may not always uh, think about visiting um, and being able to do certain things and experience different things there and educate them about those different spots, right? So you mentioned um, when they uh, visited those landmarks that they you would um, sometimes have the, uh, the virtual um, selfie banner um, within the chatbot, uh, this is like I think this is the next sort of stage for people that and bigger brands that are going to uh, think about chatbot automation. I'm so glad you touched on it because I really want to delve into that a little a little bit and how you're starting to see. Can we touch on uh, maybe how you're starting to see that space and the experiences um, or the the additional value that it brings to a chatbot by adding some of those augmented reality features within the chatbot? Oh, yeah, look, absolutely. So we have um, recently met with two jewellers uh, and we have been showcasing how they can include augmented reality within their advertising uh, structure so that they can have an element where users can try on the jewellery uh, via the chatbot. So, look, in theory, well, technically you can actually take a user from a paid advertising campaign and they can click a button that lets them try on a pair of earrings or a necklace or, you know, something along those lines. 
But again, that still has that same concept of driving someone to a landing page. If they click off, you've got no way to be able to remarket to them. So what we've actually been looking at promoting is that we drive the traffic and any people who comment on the post via the comment growth tool, which is available on ManyChat, uh, and also linking it into a click-to-message ad and we drive them into a chat bot where we greet them personally. So we're instantly building up that relationship and they have a button where they can click and they can try on their products. Uh, we can also add in buttons as well where they can uh, share this uh, this activation on their news feeds as well and within their stories, uh, which, which has been brilliant because again, it just brings that interactive experience to the forefront. You know, it gives you or gives the brand a point of difference for them to really be able to stand out in comparison to what their competitors are doing, which, you know, is probably an image of buy this diamond necklace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it suits so many um, uh, elements of the current environment as well, right? Particularly if you're, uh, you know, an e-commerce store that people um, can't physically go to your store, even if you do have a bricks and mortar store and in, you know, uh, if you are locked down or you can't go and um, try on that, see what it looks like, uh, it, it alleviates, it bridges that gap. Um, you know, I remember uh, once um, a few years ago, one of the first augmented reality um, bots that I came across um uh, it was the Sephora, um, I think Sephora UK, I think they had one. Um, and uh, I do have memories of uh, when I was at Click Engage Convert, I think it was 2018, and I was chatting there about, about chatbots um, and someone asked a question about, you know, different examples and in front of about 100 people, um, you can pull up the Sephora uh, chatbot and you can try on the lipstick. Um, and so you can hold up the phone and on the big screen in front of everyone, I was um, trying on different shades of lipstick and then um, put all the makeup on my face and I looked delightful. Oh, um, so, yes, it was very, I think, well, I think I found the right colour for me. Um, but uh, that was it. Showing it in action and just seeing how easy it was um, was one of those things that just blew people's minds. But it is it's probably one of the only ones that I've came across. Um, and so, you know, talking about the selfie frame and stuff like that, what are some other, you know, examples or where can you see this kind of space using and and some things that you can, um, you're, you're either looking at doing or hoping become available in the future as well? Yeah, so another pitch that uh, I did probably about two months ago now was actually to Coca-Cola. Um, not that they took it up. So, Coke, if you're listening still, I've got this yeah, solution what's going for on, you. Guys? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did a pitch to Coke. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this is actually a global campaign, the um, Share With a Mate, and they have uh, the personalised labels on their Coke bottles. Have you seen that, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sure that it is a global campaign that I, they run. I think it is. But it could have been started in Australia, maybe, or unless, unless as they call it, share a Coke with a mate over here because it's more of our vernacular. But um, it's certainly very popular, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment, you can buy uh, a bottle of Coke that has the pre-printed name from, you know, a, a petrol station or from a supermarket. Uh, what have you, or you can even jump onto their website, entering all of the details. But one of the things that I noticed was that their uh, social media content 
generated a lot of comments. Now, those comments weren't getting responded to, whereas if they had a comment growth tool that was on there, what could actually happen was for everybody who was commenting, they could be driven through into Messenger where Coke personally greeted them by their name <laughs> and uh, and then automatically generated an image that had their name uh, overlaid over um, a bottle of Coke. And that's just using dynamic, uh, dynamic graphics within a chatbot. Yeah. Uh, so that was something that also gave Coke the ability then to be able to uh, generate some user content. People could share that. They could download that. They could pop it in their profile picture, send it to friends, uh, et cetera, rather than just taking people onto the website mm-hmm. and asking them to buy, buy, buy. So uh, that was also another cool uh, way that we were looking at using chatbots to uh, with third-party integrations to really kind of amplify that interactive experience. Yeah, there's. I think there's so many use cases, and I think certainly for big brands that, uh, particularly your, your Coke is a great example, right? A um, FMCG um, type industry that um, people don't always necessarily go to their website to buy their product because it's available uh, just about on every corner around the world. So um, it's something that they can again help them uh, help them stand out. But that thing that um, the uh, the share of Coke with a mate campaign was great as well as obviously it did generate that natural engagement um, and produced a lot of user-generated content. And and that's something else that um, you're sort of focusing on as well and how you can um, help gamify some of those things, right? Uh, Is that how are you seeing, um, you know, how are you adding to your campaigns using that sort of gamification technique to, you know, I guess make sure that people are re-engaging with the bot as well and having, um, making, you know, increasing the value, overall value of the bot, both to the user but to the client as well. Yeah, so I think that uh, chatbots are traditionally known for customer support (coughs) and to be linked in with lead generation, which they are both incredibly effective use cases. Um, So there's no discredit to those whatsoever. But I think that brands also have the ability to use chatbots uh, as a game to be able to connect with audiences uh, in a fun way to be able to then really build a highly segmented audience group. So, um, you know, it's, it's not best practice for a brand to constantly be pushing out sell, 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 buy, buy, buy um, promotions all the time, that this gives a brand an opportunity to create something that's a little bit fun and then build up that audience to be able to have a direct message campaign later on. Um, So um, an example of this is within Perth, Western Australia, we have a beautiful botanic park here. Uh, which every year they do a tulip festival, which once upon a time would get, you know, hundreds of thousands of people and people yeah. would travel from overseas to come to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very festival, popular. Which, which, which yeah. doesn't happen anymore, Dan. No, unfortunately so, not. Not at the moment anyway. 
<laughs> I was trying to think of a way that we could uh, gamify an, uh, a gardening experience whilst uh, people were in lockdown, just to give them a little bit of a connection with the brand whilst they were at home to build that relationship. The we care about you, we're thinking of you. Here's a little bit of joy, and then also secretly on the back end, we're building up a highly targeted database to then be able to remarket the festival to later. So uh, in terms of the gamification process, we actually uh, invited users to connect with a bot where they could order some tulip bulbs to be delivered to their home. And then every week we would have a video which was sent out to them based on the delivery date, which was marked. Uh, week one, this is what you should be doing for your tulip bulbs. Week two, this is what you should be doing. Week three, week four, week five, uh, until the tulips had fully bloomed. Uh, and then we were able to then use that database to be able to do a remarketing campaign that sent them a direct message that said, hey, Dan, guess what? COVID's over. Lockdown's over. Sorry, not COVID. I wish COVID was over. <laughs> Lockdown is over. Festival is open. Come on in. And, and then that's when we could do the promotional campaign. So, yeah, I think gamification is often overlooked because people are just constantly wanting telephone number, email, whereas it could be something that's a really simple solution to just give value and to build a relationship and then hit them with the sell. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. I think a lot of people go straight for, well, you know, can't we just use it to get gather data and be able to to get the benefit for us as the business, um, which is great and obviously the end goal, but there are different ways you can go about it to make sure that that relationship is a better one and, and, you know, potentially a much more profitable one with the customer as well. So, you know, you looking back now, you've um, you came across chatbots a few years ago. Um, you're obviously a, a very advanced chatbot builder and looking at the different solutions out there. Um, you spoke recently at the ManyChat Instagram Summit as well, which um, we haven't really touched on um, as well in being another um, uh, feather in the cap of chat marketers out there. But with um, focusing on, you know, some of these, um, uh, you know, more advanced techniques, where can you see the future of that sort of space going? Is that something that you're going to be focusing on, the futuristic experience for customers out there to set the standards for other brands out there? Um, you know, where can you see this space in, you know, two to five to ten years' time? Mm, yeah. So, uh, is this something I will be focusing on? Absolutely, Dan. I think that it is the way of the future. I don't know about you, but I hate people calling me. You know, I mean, my husband will call me and I'm trying to rush off the phone <laughs> 10 seconds later. If you want to speak to me, send me a message. <laughs> so I think that, you know, data is evidencing that messaging apps are the go-to place for people to connect. Um, you know, my personal goal is really to be continually looking for futuristic and evolving technologies that you can bring into chatbots um, and automation, you know, as we get busy and as people want to have more of a work-life balance, businesses are looking at automation solutions and investing in automation. Uh, so I think that if, you know, you can 
simplify processes. You can uh, save businesses money, not having to have so much staff and automate uh, that component whilst also making it really interactive and popping. I think that that's, you know, something that really excites me. Uh, so yeah, so I, in terms of where I think it's going to go, look, I, it's clearly not going to stop at Messenger and Instagram. WhatsApp is coming. Uh, this is also coming onto Google as well. Um, iMessage. So, you know, messaging is going to be the new email. So it's certainly something that, uh, I am committed to. I believe in, I advocate for. Uh, so yeah, it's really just trying to find cool things. I mean, I've even seen a bot where it can be voice activated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, well, that's, that's, you know, another, uh, you know, we talk about text, text chat bots, but you know, bots are on every one of our, our audio assistants that we have in our homes, right? You know, they're, um, they're, they're already there. And I, I guess now trying to replicate what you can have across, um, those different types of, of mediums uh, and making sure that you are kind of the new everywhere um, and the brand that you can be reached wherever the customer really wants to reach you. And like you said, the data's showing that more people are wanting to use more of the messaging um, side of things to communicate with their businesses in their own time and in their own way as well. Um, yeah. What, uh, you know, Again, probably reflecting a little bit, I like to do this with people to, you know, sort of because everyone has their own, um, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but the journey into chatbots um, and and where they've got to. Um, and sometimes it's nice to look back. And I know it's only been, you know, two or three years, but that seems like an eternity in the chat marketing space at the moment because so much has changed. Have you looked back and thought, you know, where would you be if, you know, um, uh, your friend from South Africa didn't reach out and say, have you heard of chatbots, um, you know, and you hadn't come across them uh, and the difference that it's made in your personal life and your career as well and in your business? Yeah, look, um, I think that I would just be a dime a dozen marketer. you know I think that and there's nothing wrong with being a generalist marketer there's plenty of jobs that are available for you if you're a generalist marketer there's definitely plenty of businesses that are all just after you know the the bare the bare basics this is what I need put me in front of people um you know so I think that uh, ad social would still be going I think that I would still have clients that were coming through but I don't think that I would be as excited as what I get now that, you know, that surge of, oh, my gosh, this is just so cool and nobody else is doing mm. this. Um, so, look, I think that, yeah, as I said, I think that I'd still be just doing generalist marketing. I'd still have clients, but I wouldn't be as pumped for marketing and advertising as what I am now that I know all the cool stuff that you can do with chatbot. Yeah, it gets you excited, doesn't it? I can hear it in people's voices and in your voice when you talk about chatbots and you kind of, it's that kind of thing where people's voice raises a little bit when they're talking about how excited they are and, um, you know, they get out of their seats a little bit um, because they know that it is just a space that is changing and the opportunities that we have realised now and that we're going to get in the future um, are going to be amazing. So I'm so glad that, you know, you, you did end up going down this um, this route and exploring 
the opportunities for you. Um, another question I always ask a lot of guests um, is uh, looking at building, um, you know, their brands and their business and you feel that social and you've worked with some, you know, some large brands as well and some well-known brands out there. How much of that success that you've had um, in this space comes down to, to hard work and how much comes down to just, just pure luck and just, you know, being in the right place at the right time? Mm. Um, no, I'm going to say it's hard work, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a perpetual hustle and I'm not going to lie. There are times where I think, geez, do you know what? It's easier if I just go in and sell a landing page. It's easier if I just go in and sell a lead form because it's something that people know. It's something that they're comfortable mm. with that, you know, I think that it would it would definitely give me another element of the business that would just keep ticking over. But as I said, I just don't think that I actually feel now that I'm being dishonest to people if I'm selling them that. You know, I feel like I'm giving them something that is substandard when there is something that is better for them um, and something that has a greater impact. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it's interesting you say that, that, yeah, you're right. It would be easier. And a lot of people would just say, oh, this is just a simple option because everyone else is doing it, right? But um, the test of a good marketer and someone that works with uh, um, clients successfully is one that will tell them the truth as to what is actually the best option for them. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I also think that uh, networking is also brilliant, Dan. I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that are reluctant to be speaking to other marketers and, oh, I don't want to let them know and I don't want to go and talk to another agency. But the reality is this is so new. Mm -hmm. It is in its infancy that if you are an authority and you know your stuff, you know the compliance, you know how to program, you know how to build user experience, you are already years ahead of who you are speaking to. And I think that by forming those strategic partnerships and those strategic relationships can also open the door to working with some great brands. I mean, at the moment, I'm talking to two different advertising agencies um, in Perth uh, who are looking for something that's a little bit better than what they have in-house or not better, perhaps, maybe different. I think it's better, but they'll probably just think it's different. <laughs> um, and, you know, th they can bring in work. As, as well and opportunities. So it's really just sticking with it. Uh, if you're passionate about it and you believe, believe it, uh, just continually build your brand, continually learn more because, you know, I think Mike said once that we're in the 1% at the moment. Only 1% of marketers know this and are really driving this. So that makes you super special if you're listening to this podcast. You know, you are better than the other 99%. <laughs> That's right. We're all a special bunch. You're all a unique <laughs> bunch of people out there, listeners. And thank you again for listening, by the way. And thank you, Amber, for joining us on the Chat Marketing Podcast. Um, speaking of networking, if people would like uh, to network with you and find out a little bit more about you, where can they uh, find you, contact you, um, and find out a little bit more? Yeah, sure. So I am actually on LinkedIn most, Dan. So you can look me up. I think, Dan, you'll drop my yep. full name we'll in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put all uh, but reach notes. out to me. I love to chat. I'm certainly not somebody that won't reply to you. So if you've got any questions, uh, yeah, connect with me. 
Yeah, awesome. I think um, this will, uh, you'll probably get um, hopefully an influx of questions about some of those, particularly the advanced stuff that you're doing, because it is, it's fascinating to people out there to hear the possibilities of what can be done. And um, it seems, I think when I was, uh, you know, exploring the Sephora um, chatbot, I was like, you know, they must just have so much development and it's so far away. Like this would be, you know, five, 10 years away before it's accessible. But, you know, people like yourself obviously showing that it's it's here, it's working now, it's a lot more accessible um, to marketers out there that are wanting to provide a better experience. And um, it's been amazing to to chat to you. Like I said, it's also great to have um, a, another familiar um, accent on the other end of the line as well. So um, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing all, uh, hearing more about all the great things that you do. And thanks once again. Oh, thanks, Dan. Thanks. I've really uh, enjoyed chatting with you today. Pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Amber from Ad Social. All the links, including how to contact her on LinkedIn, as she mentioned, her website, etc., in are in the show notes. You can also access the full show notes and transcript at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 29. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 29. And don't forget, you can get a free trial of ManyChat. And to tell us how, I've got two special guests, my niece and nephew, Maddie and Cooper. Say hi, guys. Hello. Now, what is a promo code to get a free trial? Chat Marketing Podcast. And how long is a free trial? 30 days. Okay, head to ManyChat.com and claim it. We'll chat to you next week. Say bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.